welcome back to Gossipin, the podcast where me and my friends gossip while we sip. It is Vanessa back hosting another fabulous week. And for this episode, the ladies and myself are going to be discussing the classic TV show, Sex and the City. An HBO classic, Sex and the City, follows four women in their 30s, 30s, 40s, let's be honest, living in New York City, tackling on sex, love, relationships, careers, friendships, and honestly, so much more. Toxicity. Toxicity, problematic oh. natures, but whatever, we'll get to that. But before we take a deep dive into this cool classic, I wanted all the ladies to choose a New York classic for their drinks. And let's kick it off with Jocelyn. I am drinking a gin tonic because I love gin and tonics. They remind me of all of my wild nights in New York City. And when I'm trying to be skinny, I'll do a gin and water or a gin and seltzer. Cut some calories. I'll go next. Um, Jeanette here. I'm drinking a drink that I'm going to call a New York classic, and it's going to go by the name of the Subway Rat. <laughs> and I'm going to let what you know. What is in the Subway Rat? Well, funny you would ask that, Jocelyn, because I feel like the Subway Rat is a combination of things. You don't know what's in there, but it could either bite you and give you hepatitis or you could get a great video of it dragging a pizza down the subway. So all things I didn't know rats could all give you a hepatitis. In so yeah, it's 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 a New York subway rat, and uh, I'm a little scared of them, and I'm also a little scared of my cocktail. So there's that. Hello, Jenny here. I'm having what I'm going to call the Manhattan mimosa. Oh, that's classy. What that's the cute. fuck? Yeah, thanks. I went from the subway rat to we the We can Manhattan cut this out. Thank you, Catherine. Both the drinks are very telling. Of your personality. <laughs> <laughs> Ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I'm drinking the Manhattan Mimosa, also known as a screwdriver. I um, named my drink the Brooklyn, which then I found out is an actual drink that contains whiskey, and that's not what I'm having. <laughs> um, but my drink is vodka, some cranberry juice, a little bit of ginger ale, and then topped off with a Bud Light seltzer lime. Hello, NACAB here. My drink is Concrete Jungle Juice. Ooh, yes. oh, yes. Yes. Jungle juice. I was waiting for everyone to, to get it when I first said it. But yes, con concrete jungle where dreams are made of, New York City, um, Alicia Keys, yeah, Jay-Z, Burger King, all these things that they named in the song. And uh yeah, that's because my drink is a what's Alicia Keys um song? Um, because I'm going to be fallen after I finish this I drink. Wow. So many puns. So, so many. Puns. So many. And I thought of all those on the fly. Wow. Proud job. More of a talented woman, as you can see. Right. But for myself, I'm drinking the Happy Hour Princess because I love a good happy hour. I love a good deal. Oh. So, and the drink I'm drinking, I feel like I would have it at happy hour. I know just getting really fucked up and I'd be in bed by like 10 o'clock. A dream. So I'm a happy hour princess. Oh, I should have named mine like the brunch bitch or something. So out of the group here, out of the six of us, who here watches Sex and the City? Me. Me. So we have Amanda Jocelyn. Well, I don't want to say watches. I saw it once. So you've seen complete. it. Yeah. Completely. Yes. I've, I've, I've dipped my toe in that pool. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, think I've seen, I think I've seen part of one of the movies. So you're like in the shallow end of the pool. Very shallow. On the staircase. Like middle. Middle. But yeah, they, can, they can't stand. No, I feel like you can. I'm like, at waist. I'm, I'm waist deep. I'm waist deep. I'm 
on the first step. You're on your tiptoes. I took a fucking deep dive. Yeah. Right. We jumped. We are Olympic swimmers right now. A fucking scuba diver. Michael Phelps. I'm holding on to the real. So I'm still on the staircase. I think it'll be interesting because we all have been at different points of watching the show, so we'll have a very different perspective of the characters how a lot of the characters went about what they did in the show. Yeah. But basically in the show, we have the four main characters. We have Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte, and Samantha. Yes. And they're the four best friends, four very different women. And I right. love it. Love that part. And one of the tasks that I gave each one of the girls is to tell me which character they think they are. But before we get into that, because not maybe a lot of our audience members know who the characters are, I'll mm-hmm. give a quick, quick snippet. Please do. Refresher. A quick snippet. So first we have Carrie. She's the main character. She's the narrator of the show. Mm-hmm. So basically Carrie, it says, to be a Carrie, you are you are most importantly be in love with where you live and the friends that surround you. The city you strut in daily trumps any love interest that comes your way. You have a somewhat addictive personality. It can't seem to shake certain bad habits. You often find yourself single, but sadly getting caught up in relationship stuff and can even be a, a critter brain whatever that means. Ooh. You make quick decisions that often don't lead to good outcomes. Your fashion sense will forever be daring but beautiful. But for the positive traits, you are fun and always down to try a new activity. Your closest friends see you as a very insightful, charismatic, and most importantly, a shoulder to cry on. I think that would be, I mean, just based on that definition, well, you sound very carry. Well, actually, we'll get into that. Okay. And then we have Miranda, and it says to be a Miranda, you have almost the same characteristics of an Aquarius. You are strong, independent when it comes to your work. You also enjoy life by always keeping busy. If there's nothing to do or too much silence, you get too bored and have to busy yourself. Being a Miranda, you can also be a bit negative when things don't go as planned, but you still keep moving on to get more done. When it comes to men, Miranda always speaks her mind and let others know when she has a problem with something. Being a Miranda, you will never change your personality for anybody and will always stay true to yourself. Her positive traits are she's ambitious, loving, and most importantly, compassion towards the loved ones. Your closest friend see is hardworking, feminist, and caring. And then we have Charlotte. As a Charlotte, you have a very balanced lifestyle of seeing friends, working, and exercising. You may be different than most of your friends, but without you, the group would fall apart. Each of your friends has their own personal connection to you and loves your presence. Your organized mindset also helps to keep your life less hectic and on track to do a good future. Sometimes you find yourself worrying about finding the one or not having a significant other to share your life with, but your friends fulfill all the happiness in your life. For her positive traits, she's honest, true to herself, very positive, and always polite. Your closest friends see you as adventurous, honorable, a smiling face, and a kind soul. I can Ooh. see Amanda moving in her chair because I feel like she doesn't agree with a lot of these. Amanda's itching. <laughs> and this is not my basis. This is based off of Cosmopolitan. So, and then we have Samantha, a reliable reliable source, a reputable source, not an NPR by any chance, but (laughs) Samantha, the fourth friend, (laughs) you are indeed one of a kind. You are firing in all aspects of life and work. You get what you want and work hard to do so with your friends. You are very blunt and straight up. And with men, you focus on your needs before, before theirs and never give someone a second chance. You are without a doubt confident, almost too confident sometimes. As a Samantha, you have reached self-actualization and not precisely what you want in life. To be honest, you are primarily focused on your dating life and understand what you want in a partner. You love being a single woman, but once you find the right person, you are loyal and appreciative in that companionship. Your mantra tends to be work hard, play hard. For positive traits, you are very accepting, tough, and extremely loyal. Your closest friends see you as funny, a good listener, a partier, and well-rounded. So basically, this was a very quick synopsis because there's many seasons of this show, but... But basically, with that in mind, I want to see what everyone else is, who they think they are, based off these (laughs) descriptions or based off what you've seen from the show. I'm going to be that bitch, and I'm going to say I think I'm a combination of all four, but for the purpose (laughs) of this exercise, 
I will say that I identify most with a Samantha. Um, really? I'm very confident. I'm a party animal. Um, and I'm not going to call it selfish. I'm going to call it self-aware. I like to put me first, period. You know, so, on, on the, in the movie, she has a line where she says, I love you, but I love me more. Correct. Just I love me. That is so dramatic. Yes. And that's yeah. right. Actually, I feel like she says that, 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 that to Smith when she's pregnant. Yeah. And we'll get into the, the, the semantics of Samantha. There's something that I remember seeing on the show, but... I think I'm her. Like, I, she sounds like a boss ass bitch. She I'd is. like to think I, when I see myself in the mirror, I'm like, guess who's a boss ass bitch? You. So I, I'm a Samantha. Jeanette equals Samantha. That's where I'm going. I'd like to think I'm a Samantha. I'm definitely not. I've been told I'm a Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but God. I think, I but think I think, Charlotte. Yeah, she's a Samantha but I think, and everyone paused. But like, here's, wait, that's why I said, okay. I'd like to think because when you read, when you read off Samantha, I was like, yes. damn, I really want to be all of that. But I'm most certainly, most for sure, a like, Charlotte. You, listen, that's I think, why there's evolution. Yeah, there's right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to, to Samantha. And you, and you look a little bit like Charlotte because yeah, you are, so you're tall, you're skinny, you have the long, uh, like darker hair, very yeah. pretty face. So honestly, physically, boring. internally, I would go. I actually, no, I'm Charlotte's gonna say that boring. Charlotte okay. is not boring. Charlotte's yeah. actually not. And boring. I'm gonna take, boring, I'm gonna no. take it from you. I think I want to be kind of like Jeanette. I think first of all, this show is supposed to give you like such polar opposite views of these women. Most women are a combination of all yeah. four. Yeah. I think for the purpose of the show and so that you can see how different these personalities play, they obviously exaggerate it. Um, I would, I can't pick between a Miranda or a Charlotte. I think I'm in the middle of the two. Um, Charlotte is most definitely not boring. She She's was not. a, she ran an art gallery. She was very into her faith. She just, people think that she's boring because she wanted to settle down and find a family. But if that's what you want to do. And people found her just stuck up. Like she was like, but I, think, but I feel like she said like her ways. Yeah. She, she, she was just, compass. she was a little bit prissy, but I don't think she ever yeah. like, she, I think she would get shocked by some of the things that her friends would do, but I don't think she ever judged them for it. And I think, yeah, no. and I think this happens a lot when you are the more conservative one and you are then friends with someone who's a little bit wild, the wild one assumes that the, conservative one is judging but really what the wild one's doing is judging the conservative one so with that being said i'm a mix of both i really can't fucking pick i hate that i'm this person i'm very indecisive in general um but yeah i think i'm a miranda she's focused yeah. on her work but i think i'm also a charlotte i'm pretty stuck in my ways and you know family's also important to me and all that jazz so i'm sorry vanessa i can't pick I know, I, you know who I'm not? I'm not a fucking Carrie, I'll tell you that. And we'll okay. get into why Carrie is problematic in a moment. I think I'm a combination. I know I said to pick one, but I, it's true. Like, it's hard to just pick one person. I appreciate I think, you two that did. <laughs> I feel like I'm definitely a combination yeah. of Miranda and Samantha. I feel I like Miranda is such a hardworking woman and she knows what she wants and she will work to get there. And Samantha has those same qualities of being a super hard worker, but that that work hard, play hard, I feel like I have that mentality living, living in New York. Like I will work all day, but then I'll go a happy hour and be a happy hour princess. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what like life is about for me, at least right now in my mid-20s. So I feel like for me right now, I'm a bit of Miranda and Samantha. I think for me, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. I got some input from everyone um, last night. I'm assuming from reading it. Okay, I'm going to just start off with the, the good part of it. I definitely believe I'm Miranda in, in most ways. Like just always kind of keeping things positive, like ready to roll. But then if things don't go as planned, you know, sometimes getting a little, oh, because I do be like that sometimes. And I have the good traits of Carrie Bradshaw and none of the 
bad that we may be discussing later on. But you know, sometimes that girl just wants to strut down the streets and I've been known to strut. The Cheetah Girls taught me well back in the day. And you know, like you mean it. And you know, sometimes I've seen Carrie Bradshaw cry a lot. I've cried, I've cried before. But if I'm crying in some Jimmy Choo's things may be, you know, it's not a bad life to have, I'll say that. Yeah, with Miranda, I think she's a boss ass bitch. I think that's something we all can identify with. And so maybe not maybe not a bad combination to be. Um, I think I'm a little bit like, like Vanessa. I would say that I'm a combination of a Miranda and a Samantha. I agree with yeah. that. Um, yeah. I think to be honest, I think if you're living in New York, automatically that's what you become. But I would say even here, like in college, I think I've I think I've always been like a Miranda and a Samantha, even from when I was younger. Like there's a lot of uh, characteristics and traits that they have that I feel like I also have. I would say I probably lean a little bit more to Samantha than Miranda, but I definitely think I identify with both. I don't think we carry at all. And I'm definitely not a Charlotte. Not that I don't love Charlotte. I think Charlotte's character is amazing. And I think she's a great, I love her character, actually one of the most, her and Samantha. But yeah. What's funny that a lot of us are being like, oh my God, we're not a Carrie. Oh my God, this with Carrie. The issue with Carrie is that she, as a narrator, as the lead of the show, she was a bit problematic with how she tackled a lot of life events and how she handled relationships, how she handled her career, her friendships, and overall. I'm going to read a list, not even a list because I've been reading a lot. I'm going to read two things where it was very, very problematic of the things that she did, and I want to get y'all's opinion on it. There was an instance where Carrie had lost her job, Mind you, her job was to write one column a week mm -hmm. for the newspaper. And I don't know how she afforded an apartment in the West Village. Yeah, aside from that. And all the and clothes all the she had. The loopholes. Her designer. Sex in the City, I just off the jump, gave us unrealistic, unrealistic. perceptions. So did Friends, but we'll get into that later. Right. But, but they, they do address that on Friends at the last episode. But it's also oh, do they? Yes. So basically what had happened is that she gets fired from her column. And she cannot pay her rent, or I think it's like her rent or her mortgage. Something like she can't pay for her place. Yeah, it's rent. And, she didn't own that apartment. Okay, then, thank you. So she couldn't pay for her apartment, and basically she goes to her friend Charlotte, and I would say that Charlotte, because of her ex-husband Trey, right, she was left with a lot of alimony money. She's also she was also she fairly also wealthy. Money. Yeah, like she yeah, and she was one of the most well-off. So yes, if you think about it. I love and. Basically, Carrie can't afford her apartment and she goes to Charlotte and it's just like, can I borrow some money? And it was like five digits. Like it was a big Damn. fatty check. And Charlotte was like, no, I can't give you that money. You're asking for five digits. Don't even ask for five dollars. <laughs> and basically, Carrie got mad because Charlotte Split. basically got divorced and she was still wearing her ring on her finger and it was a huge rock. Um, and Carrie was just like, can you go pawn your ring? You're still wearing that ring and you can pawn it and give me the money so I can pay for my place. Oh, I no. think the way she just handled that entire no, situation. No, it's just fucking, she's that's just wrong. Shitty. She's wrong. And a I, lot of people, I was going through some Twitter threads about this and a lot of people were defending Carrie because they're like, if she's your friend, you should give her the money. No. I love, I love you all dearly, but no. You could stay at my place. I will. I will give you some of you the money. You can sleep on my couch, but, but I will not give you. I'm not giving. You I would have given you rent. Yeah. To be honest, I would have given you your rent. I, I I would do that if you were like I'm on the point of eviction and I had it. If I don't have a bitch, I'm trying to keep my own roof over my head. Yeah. But if I have it, I'd give you your rent. And and on top of it, I believe that if you're giving money, don't ever expect it back. Like I'm giving yeah. you something I expect to never see again. Nah, and that's right? why you guys are my friends. And that and to be honest, <laughs> my grandma actually taught me this math. 
I'm not going to say it in Spanish, but I would ask her for $20. She goes, $20 that you need plus $20 I don't have is 40 bucks and it's too expensive for me. And I was like, you know, oh, you're right. You're right. Because I'm gaining $20 and then you're never going to fucking see that back because I'm not going to pay it back. So you know what? No. Five digits is so, and I know that New York is expensive. Whatever. Bitch, fucking, how about instead of pawning her ring that she had to deal with the fucking divorce, how about you pawn some Manolo Blahniks? I don't know why I'm looking yep. at this fucking microphone like yep. it's Carrie Bradshaw, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. You I literally remember being in college watching that episode and being like, why don't you sell your shoes? Her shoes, literally, those her shoes, shoes are two thousand dollars. Do we think also, because obviously I'm, I'm like an outside person, no, this I'm in a little bit. Do we think that she also went to Charlotte because she, she knew. was like a weaker Maybe, maybe. maybe. I would think so. I would see thing, Samantha doing that shit. I one thing that we can like, say no. is that Carrie knows how to play on the vulnerability of really each goosebumps trash. because it's so fucking toxic. Yeah. She <laughs> plays That's what I would assume. That's what it seems she like. She plays on yeah. the vulnerabilities of each friend. Like She's like, I'm not going to go to Miranda about fucking hating a guy because right. Miranda's a fucking She's going to give me, yeah. But she's like, I'll go to Charlotte and be like, I'm financially struggling, like, Oh my god, because then Charlotte when she did some ho shit, yeah. she'll go to Samantha. Exactly. Yeah, if you're gonna ask, let's just not talk about anyone who's defending Harry, you're fucking toxic. Go see someone. Mm-hmm. Very unrealistic, very just out of touch expectation to think that someone owes you something. No right. one yeah. owes yeah. you anything. Correct. No one Period. Owes you um, I also think it's wild now that we're on the Carrie train. I have an issue with Carrie as well because she cheated on Aiden, right? Well, he, let's give let's a bit of a background. Right. Yeah. Well, okay, so before Jeanette jumps fully into this whole Aiden situation, so basically, I would say that Carrie, she had a lot of guys that she would fuck and like whatever she like dated. Romanticized. Romanticized. The two main ones that we need to know for this podcast, listeners, no, I'm is. I'm- Mr. Big. Aiden. I'm going to throw Bay. in Alexander Petrovsky too. Oh, yeah. No, he was oh, toxic as fuck. But these are the two that I would feel like are the ones. Oh, that, sure. That's what I'm saying. So, like, Big was the one she, like, he is like a Wall Street guy, finance, and she was just like, literally, she met him and she's like, why don't you love me? Like, she was always, like, on him about That was her, her man. And, in her head. Okay, what's his real name? His we don't, I don't know. We don't know. know. We don't know. John. No. John James Preston. That's his name. Yeah. yeah. I know this. I know his him big. Yeah. Why? Because he's a big dick. He's a big dick and he's a big guy. Yeah, yeah. Literally literally big. Why they call him big. Yeah. Yeah. It's an yeah. show. I've they call never, him Mr. Big. Mr. Big. I've but his name is that. John yeah. James Preston, which not gonna lie is a fucking gorgeous name. And he works on Wall Street, like, has a car, but grew up in the car. He's got money. He's got money. So basically, like, it was a toxic thing. She was pressuring him to do things that she didn't want, that he wasn't ready for, or whatever. And then a couple episodes, seasons, whatever, she meets Aiden, who's a... A fucking gem of a man. He builds, like, Wasn't he, like, an architect? No, No, he builds furniture out of wood. He was was an entrepreneur. And he would go to different galleries. He would go to different galleries and sell his furniture pieces. Like, he was building, like, pieces of beautiful work. And literally, Aiden was the one that brought out like all the. We started to see like at least all the good things. Yeah, about we saw the Aaron. good. We saw the good qualities. He showed her. her what a healthy relationship was. Yeah. He showed her what a man should be, what a man is a good in a good relationship, and things like that. But then Carrie went and cheated on him with who? Who was she dating first? She was big, dating big, big first, but she was never actually. I, I don't. No, know. no, she wasn't actually dating him. It was they like, were just like an entanglement. They were fucking around. She wanted to date him, and he was. He, he was. Commit. He was that toxic fuckboy. Yeah, like yeah. he knew he was a fuckboy. He knew. Wall Street finance bro. But yeah. for people who don't know what, like every you, everyone oh, yeah, has. True. At least most women have that guy that like you want 
to them to want to settle down yeah, with you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And you think you're going to be the one. You want to change them. That's going to change them. You want to save a Fucking spoiler alert. You're not save going to change them. Uh, I love but. being Captain Save a Hull. I love to save a So basically what she did it's is toxic. she Don't cheated do on Eden when Eden was such a good man to her and she cheated on her. They were engaged, by the way. Oh, they yes. Were engaged? Yes. yes. And he was a great so man. Talk about a I'll quality say. man. This is what I'll say. Like, honestly, my whole thought process on this is that Everybody was pretty much okay with it, right? That was my number one issue is that everyone's pretty much okay with it except for Charlotte because Charlotte was like, I'm not about this. She's got a good moral compass. But the fact that like this person was committed to you 100%, you were living with him and then you cheat on him. Like yes. cheating is just not a good period. the ultimate like, but, but But let's talk about- yeah. let's well, talk actually, about, he knew about things. So that's why you're even more. Let's talk about the roles turning around. Had he cheated on her, everyone would have been like, oh my God, poor well, Carrie. Well, no, let's add on, on top of the many reasons why Carrie Bradshaw is a toxic human being. She, a lot of the show is based on her struggles through romance, right? Like, I need a guy she got broken up with on a post-it note, like, boo-hoo, bitch. At least she didn't get ghosted. Like, that shit fucking mm -hmm. happens. Karen Bradshaw would not live she's not in 20. Remember when she just left the party right. when she was dating that she art guy? She would be that girl who would write a synopsis on her Bumble profile right. and be like, this is what I want, da 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 da, -da. And right. then the guy would match with her and be like, I'm going to give you this, we're going to go on a date. And she's like, you know what? This I'm not enough. Literally, yes. Like, oh. she, okay, all you wanted, yeah. all you wanted. For, let's fucking talk about how Big never gave you any fucking signal. What the fuck would he do? Every once in a while, he'd show up at your fucking porch at midnight with a single balloon and some champagne and a paper cup. Happy and birthday. Happy birthday. And then you were fucking banging your panties for him. Like, that's not a fucking relationship. And then on top of it, why you were toxic was because when he told you he was moving to Paris, you fucking threw a Big Mac or whatever the fuck it was at his face. He didn't owe you anything. Like, she always made such a big... It was always about her. Like, her perspective on things. She's a very Her take person. on things. Yeah. So when it was Aiden and it's like, Bitch, you have a guy, he was, the actor was obviously, he's an actor, so you you know he's a good-looking man, but loves you, is dedicated to you, wants to give you a life, because that's Didn't fucking real. Didn't he even want to, like, um, renovate her apartment? Yes, he yes. wanted to the apartment they lived in was his. No, it was, no. Her, it was her. her apartment. He had, a, he had a house in the country, like, he was a very, he was, he was just a fucking healthy human being. Yeah. Life. And he started leaving the, in the apartment, like, and she it was like an adult relationship, and she was just like, what are you doing? Like, no, but I, I read that he owned the apartment. Or when she couldn't pay for her apartment, he either fronted the money or like paid for or bought them an apartment. And then when they broke off their engagement. Yes, he let her stay. I think he ended up. I, I know think, he didn't let her stay is what oh, I Oh, really? No, he, he didn't. Yeah, he oh, was. Fuck, and she was like off. shook. And this was another reason why people said like, what the fuck did you expect, bitch? Yeah, because right. I, think, on him. I think Charlotte ended right. up not giving her the money. money and, and then, then okay, he yes, ended yes, up yes, running the money yeah. for her. And yeah. then he found out about the cheating. They broke off the engagement. Right. And, this, and then he was like, oh, yeah, and I'm taking back my apartment. And she was like. What? Oh, my, yes, mine. He's like, bitch, I paid no, for it. No, and then we're going to add on top. This man wanted to marry you. He treated you with respect. Let you be your fucking wacky-ass dress self. Renovated your fucking and, home for free. Right. And then on top of it, I will never fucking forget this because it's also super unrealistic, but when he's getting ready to engage, he approaches Miranda and asks yes, her. I he was just about to say He that. asked her, hey, I need help buying the ring. Can you help me? And Miranda picked out this ring that was 100% not Carrie. Like, she did not fucking like it. And she was like, I don't know if I can fucking get engaged with someone who doesn't know my ring style. Bitch, shut the fuck up. Like, men don't know jewelry. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. One. 
Two, the motherfucker saw the ring and says that's not Carrie and went out and bought a different ring that she was obsessed with. Like she was like, oh my God, he does. So it's like, you were looking for reasons to not fucking get engaged to this person in general. Yeah. And then on top she of it, stuck on big. you're going to, right, fine. That's fair. I have but you're going to say I'm big in a minute. You're going to yeah. cheat on him with big, get, get butthurt when he kicks you out of his fucking apartment. And then fast forward a couple more seasons and movie and a half later, you're going to cheat on big with Aiden? Aiden? Yes. Because they go to Dubai and he fucking, they find Aiden in the desert looking like a snack, apparently. Yeah, now they're in their late 50s. And you know men age like fine fucking wine. No, I think men age Aiden, men, men age better than women. Aiden, Aiden aged very good. well. Yeah. Yes. But I think he aged better than Bay. She's fucking, everything about her, like even their wedding, you picked a guy, actually, on top of the fact that he never fucking showed up for you when you were dating. On your wedding day, he left didn't show up. Because Big left oh, Carrie the at the is. altar in front of 200 guests. And she was still fucking like, oh my. And then she married him. A like, magazine spread later. That's, 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 that's in the movie. That's the part of the movie I that's saw. In the, like, you picked like, the oh. worst possible option. You Chloe did, honestly. Honestly, oh, I will. Let me clown. let me say this. I think that Big is someone who's very emotionally abusive. He's a toxic male. Hundred percent. He's a narcissist on the show, and I have no doubt that he. Yeah. They are both narcissists. That that relationship and that male role in particular taught a lot of women to settle for less than they deserve. Or to want that. Or to want the abusive, the controlling, the manipulative male, like, oh my 100%. God, whatever. It's the same good guys finish last type thing. But it's, Girl, but you know what? Guy. But it's, I think, I think that's just, that's ridiculous. I think, you know, if, if you're watching the show and you're like, oh my God, that's what I want, bitch, go you read go a, to therapy. Go read a book. No. You don't want to listen. If you watch Sex and the Therapist, that's what Carrie Bradshaw she needs it and that's literally that's what the episode this this show should be called sex in the therapy because the bitch needs therapy if you watch sex in the city and you say oh my god I want to be Carrie Bradshaw I really genuinely hope you're saying because you want to live the lifestyle not in terms of her personality her dating because sex in the city is fun to watch if you think about I want to live that Young, while they're not even young, they're in their thirties and forties. They're but that fun lifestyle. That in New York. fun lifestyle yeah. in New York. Sex in the City is fun for that, but once you right. start peeling back the, the layers, layers, yeah, of like the wild ass shit, and please don't be those people. I was just gonna say, like, let's talk about the actual real struggles that the other three women had to go to. For example, Samantha had to tackle breast cancer. Yes, on the show, mm-hmm. Miranda was tackling. This was on the movie, but she was tackling. Um a mother-in-law with Alzheimer's, an affair in her marriage. She also had to fucking- Even during the show, it's like balancing a career, with, like being insecure, right. like having a man. Like, 100%. And yeah. Charlotte also, like a career-driven woman, has literally everything she could fucking hope for, but is still somewhat unhappy because she knows she wants that like love. These she wants women, a family. Right. Yeah. These women are tackling real fucking real world shit. issues. Real shit. fucking Bradshaw's over here crying over Fucking throwing Big Macs at people. Like the motherfucker didn't want you. He and wanted every, like, every Sunday they have this tradition where they'll like get together and just like let's talk about what happened in the week. And I literally remember when they were talking about how okay so basically Big gets married to this model. I was about to say it, it, like the marriage Big, Big gets married at one point during the show and he marries this beautiful model whatever. And Carrie snakes in there and fucks big. They have an affair, right? They have an affair. In the the bed. In their 
bed in, in the their girl fucking walks bed. in on them. Oh hell! Or walks in on Carrie like laying in bed, getting dressed, whatever. So Carrie like rushes through the door. She's like going down the fire escape, breaks the girl's nose when she's a model, and then she's like literally telling the girls at brunch, and they're like, "What the fuck? Like, what is your problem?" And she's like, "Guys, like." You know what? Like I should confront her. I should tell her that I'm sorry. I should tell her that that you know what? I'm still in love with Big. And Carrie would get mad that the model wouldn't answer the phone. Oh yeah, like, and she she's like, I don't her. understand why she yeah. won't sit with me. She's right. so because entitled. She's other woman. Right? She's, she's literally so, so entitled. entitled. She's like, listen, all I want to do is talk about how I slept with your husband, but but how to I you. respect you as a person. And like <laughs> honestly, I'm still in love with him, but yes. but I, like I, I get back off because you're married. Oh. Like, Oh, now you're going to back off after his dick was in your vagina? Shut the fuck. I cannot. So how long her. did he stay with the model? They Not were together for... No, because... They were together they were, for a couple years. Yeah, they were together. They moved to Paris yeah. together. She oh, moved yeah. to Paris yeah. with yeah. him. Yeah. She the moved to another country. Thing, like, the, like, Big went away for a while from the show? Yes. Was, yeah. And then that he went away for, in the picture? No. No. Aiden um, was in the people. picture while Big was in state side. Um, Bill... Uh, Bill. Big... Also suffered art attack at one point. Yes. And Carrie, what I think he was single at this point because I can't imagine your husband suffers a heart attack. And you're not at his bed. I mean, maybe if he cheated on you, you wouldn't be at his bedside. But Big suffers a heart attack, and Carrie like tends to him. Uh, and when it's all said and done, he's like, "All right, like I'm ready to go back to work." And um, you need to go. You need to go. And she was like, "How fucking dare you?" And he was like, "I didn't ask you to take care of me. Like True. you were the opposite here. of the Claude Lamar, well, right?" Like he's like, "I didn't force you to be here. I didn't ask you to be here. I didn't pull your leg." And like that respect, like don't get me wrong, Big is till the day is long toxic. But like he was also very blunt with yeah. her. He was always open to what she wanted. Yeah, he was very straightforward. And she wanted him to change that, right? She couldn't. And that is like such a fucking downfall for women in general. But like. I, my aunt loves this show. Like, Sex in the City is, like, her friends for me. I obsess. And she has this ex-boyfriend that she, like, romanticizes as the love of her life. And I'm like, no, the love of your life is the one who loves you and your life, not the one who doesn't give a fuck about you. Like, this is horrible. And then there's all, so many other relationships, like, Samantha and Smith Jared was a beautiful relationship. When she got cancer, he shaved his head, too. So like, let's do a bit of a backstory. Right? So Samantha was the one that just like loves to fuck. Yes. Was fucking a firefighter, fucking like an art gallery director. She was bad having bitch. a bad fucking bitch. And she meets, I think he was one of her clients. She was a publicist. She was a publicist. And he was just like this up and coming model, whatever. And actor. he was yeah. actor. Yeah. And he was so into her. And she's like, okay, so he'll be like my boy toy. Like right now, like <laughs> I'm older. Why not? And she literally falls to this guy, and he, she literally, do you see her, like, her vulnerable side come out? Mm -hmm. And it's, like, that character progression that we see someone who's just, like, a partier, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it's, like, now someone who's, like, Turning opening. a hoe into a house. Yeah. And he, like, he stayed with her. She was, like, he was boy toy for a minute, because he would try to, like, hold yeah. her hand or whatever. And then while they're in the beginning of the relationship, she gets diagnosed with breast cancer. And she's like telling him this, expecting that he'll run away. He's yeah. gonna leave because he's young. He's like in his early twenties, and she's yeah. like damn near in her mid thirties. And he was like, "All right, let's fucking go." And literally, the sweetest thing was she, oh, when he shaved his hair. Oh she went God. like this. You know, she put ran her fingers through her hair, and her hair came out because she was starting chemo. And Smith was like, "It, I don't care. Like you're beautiful." And he was just like, "I'm literally gonna cry because." Those are the relationships we should be yeah. romanticizing, not the fucking dickhead who leaves you at the altar in yes. front of 200 people because yeah, no. he fucking, this is the third time he got married. Bitch, no one fucking forced you to get married three times. Um, Speaking of Samantha, 
I will say you were just talking about how she was very like liberated sexually. And I admire that in women. I think that you should be doing that. However, um, I don't like the way that the friend group slut shamed oh, Samantha. Yes, yes. And it. they yeah. did do Let's that a lot. There was a lot wrong Charlotte with the, did it the most. In my the, right. I agree. And I'm going to get to that in just a minute. But there was a lot like there was a lot wrong with the show period aside from the characters and their problematic relationships time. i agree but there was a lot wrong with it one yeah. of those things being the slut shame for example 90s, 90s, when uh charlotte's brother was in town and they sleep together and charlotte decides to judge samantha instead of like blaming her brother for the situation like bitch you know you have a friend that likes to fuck if your brother came into town, it should be his fault. And I feel like Charlotte constantly was slut shaming Sam and was treating her like she was like a second class individual. Yeah. And like later on in the show, you see how Charlotte starts to change too. And she'll go to Samantha for her right. sexual issues. Like I think there was one episode where she had never been, she has never been eaten out in a proper way. Like she said, I've never come from Ooh, it. Charlotte? Charlotte, okay. she talks about it. And she meets a guy who like loves to eat oysters. You guys remember this episode? Yes, yeah. yeah. And yes. he loves to eat girls out. And she Such literally was episode. like, and she would come within like two minutes. And literally she was like, the only person she told was Samantha. And Samantha would be like, you judge me all the time, but okay, I'm your friend. Let's talk about it. So yeah. Samantha's a real one. And I feel she's like Samantha and I think her. Miranda are, to be honest, like the truest friends. I agree. Just to touch real quick on the overall issues that I have with the show. I understand it was a different time period, but you know, we can still highlight the problems. I'm yeah. sure I'm sure in 20 years, people will highlight the problems of like, you know, 13 reasons why or whatever. I think overall the close mindedness around sexuality, not just on the slut shaming, but also when the bisexual episode where Carrie's boyfriend comes out as bi, oh my God, it's yeah. so upsetting to me because all of the girls were pretty much like biphobic. And I'm pretty sure she said something along the lines of like, I'm not even sure that bisexuality is even a thing or exists or whatever. And honestly, that's just very close-minded of them. I think that's terrible. I also think the stereotypes around like not not like just not just black people, because they saw black men were like their mandingos, black women were like, you know, always in that light of like aggressive and combative. And then the gays were always just like in that, like in that stereotype. Like they were just very much like. These are the gays, these are the blacks. These but are, to be honest, know. for the 90s, that show was pretty progressive. Miranda had a very long standing relationship with a black man. They were an interracial couple. Yeah, that show um, was very progressive. That show, that show was sex as much as they, they did. They talked about sex as much as they did, and they highlighted, even though the other women slut shamed Samantha, the fact that they were exhibiting a major character being as openly sexual, I think what they were trying to do was show like, there's so many other facets behind being a sexually liberated yeah. woman. Yeah. She was remember, sure. this is like 99 to think, what, 2004? So I think there was a lot of gay men on the show where they were, they had plots of their own and, and you dove into the intricacies. Like one of Carrie's best friends was gay and he was, his personality and his, Ideals. We saw him get married. Yeah, his ideals was totally different from Charlotte's best friend who was gay. Yeah. And they showed how gay gay people are not all the fucking same. They're not all flamboyant. They're not all about whatever. And then you see that relationship progress and yeah. those two actually get married. Yeah. So I actually, I know that we're, we're looking at it from a 2020 lens. Haha, perfect vision and the year. But I actually think 
Sex in the City, with the exception of fucking Carrie Bradshaw, <laughs> very progressive and very. and very thought provoking for people. People, you fell in love with Miranda and Doctor whatever the fuck who were interracial. So you were like, okay, interracial couples are are not something to and like. She said it was the best sex about. of her life. She so. did say that, but you know, Steve had her heart, so whatever. I think oh. also it, for that time period, we're gonna go back to talking about that to have four main characters of a show that were women that weren't playing wives or housewife or like just the mom of the family. Like, yeah, they ended up having families and kids later on, but that's not where the characters started out as a show. I think really women figures that you saw on TV in the nineties or in the early two thousands were really wives or moms. You know, they didn't, they wasn't really a lot of shows that had main characters with like powerful, strong women, career driven. Yeah. Carrie had her issues, but almost all of them had pretty had good careers and were career driven with a lot of other outside things. So I think that's something to note about the show. Also, like they were just, they were strong women. Contra no, contra controversial opinion. Okay. It was a little whitewashed for a metropolitan city like New York. Number it was, one, it was, it was 99. Number, number two. That's what Manhattan Number is, two. No, I was going to say, I think Manhattan was whitewashed in general. Yeah. Yeah. Manhattan, maybe like there were other neighborhoods that obviously had people of like multicultural, but, that's what but like the show is, Manhattan I mean? itself, it's, fucking expensive it was the epicenter like let's be real in the fucking 90s like people that were having white collar jobs were mostly white you literally there's a scene i think what where she's where samantha moves to meatpacking yes and meatpacking during that time yeah. was meatpacking during that time was like the fucking hood like that's where the prostitutes yep. hung out it was like known for literally that's why they called the meatpacking district because there were different like uh it was factories, and, factories yeah. and butcher shops and whatnot so like we have to think of i know we're looking at this out of, out of 2020 lens but like we have to understand that like manhattan was like i'm just trying i'm just trying to stir the pot no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> I, and i agree with you it's definitely whitewashed i mean if they did a sex in the city today like i think it would be completely different and it's funny that you say that because they tried to with the girls. Yeah, but the girls, the girls was still and, whitewashed. And the girls was really problematic. It was very problematic. We're like, oh, the the, um, the girls is going to be like this generation's version of Sex in the City. And people were just like, absolutely not. No. Like, this is not okay. And literally, it's the one with Lena Dunham. Yeah. It's a uh, good show. It's a good. Oh, no, it's called The Girls. It's a good show. But like, that show was also problematic because they're living in Brooklyn. Brooklyn isn't as whitewashed as like yeah. they showed Brooklyn to be. And like that show was just problematic as well. So like, yeah. And I actually think when Miranda moves to Brooklyn, they do show a lot of like the cultural differences in like the like Lebanese shops and like she's trying to get a fucking I don't know a bagel and it's like impossible for her or whatever. I don't yeah. Know what one it. one quick thing too that kind of grinded my gears and this is just an overall look from what I'm seeing on the show is how they acted like being in your 30s was being in your 70s. It literally got to me so bad i felt like people like I, I don't know jenny how do you feel about that they were all in their 30s though right but like I even, but, no but jenny, so jenny agrees 40s, with me yeah jenny agrees with me being most of us are either 25 or older mid-20s mid yeah 25 or older approaching 30. I still feel young as hell. Yes. So, so like, packed it old. No, right. I That's what I'm saying. Like, they're making, they're they making, they're 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 making, they're
if anyone, I mean, not that you can't live your life in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your fucking 50s, 60s, 70s. If you're 80 and you're in the fucking, like, assisted living home, they have high STD rates. They're clearly fucking. On one of the episodes, they used Carrie as on the cover of a magazine to shame, like, that was shaming women who remained single. that was magazine. That wasn't them shaming themselves. And I'm talking about the show itself and how. No, that's society in general. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. On that issue the point of that episode was to show that the women were outraged that this magazine so what they were actually doing was putting magazines in general on fire for aging women and the women themselves the characters that you've fallen in love with and have identified with toxic or not were up in arms about it and i think that the show samantha ends the first movie 50 turning 50 Mm -hmm. and single and she's loving her fucking life like Mm -hmm. And it happens. There's literally one episode where one of the girls that they used to party with, they go to her uh, baby mm-hmm. shower in Connecticut, and literally all get there, and they're just like, we are here to support you, you're going to be a mom, blah, blah, blah. But they're like, yo, I still want to get fucking drunk at brunch. Right, or they were like, saying how fucking like, boring it was. They literally like, yeah, I'm in my 30s, but like, I'm not ready to have kids yet. Like, right. I'm still going to go live And on a, on a separate note, I'll probably be and, and <laughs> this, that's why I'm Samantha. This shouldn't be a controversial <laughs> opinion. We all know that as women, our time is... short and limited on when you can reproduce we're not men we can't start fucking in our 80s and have our first kid so if your goal like charlotte is to be a mom and you're 30 yeah for her she's freaking out because she's thinking i really want to be a mother and that is something that i do want to be able to put on my fucking life resume so i don't think it's wrong to be sitting there going fuck i'm 30 and i haven't had a kid yet that's something that you want to have for yourself that doesn't make you anti or ageist or whatever we we do have biology working against us. We only have so many years fertile. If you want to be a mom and you're 30, like, go freak out. Enjoy your fuck. Like, you earned it. Go f- freak out. Have your have your moment and then move on. But that doesn't mean that you're being ageist because you're freaking out that you're 30 and you don't have a kid. It's just something to be f- freaked out about. Like, if you if that's what you want. If you if you don't want to have kids, why the fuck freak out? It doesn't matter. Be, be happy you're 30. You're one year closer to not ever having a period again. I'm freaking out that I'm 25 and I've never been promoted. I've only ever moved up in my career because I've gone from job to job. That's my freak out for 25. If you're 30 and you want kids, you can freak out that you're 30 and you don't have kids yet. That's fair to you. That doesn't mean that you're anti getting older. You just want kids and we're on a clock biologically, not through society. It sucks. I think with the show circling around um, Carrie and just her issues it seemed like everything she was dealing with, and I think this happens with a lot of shows, it's like with the main character, it's like you want to relate to that person where it's like you should really be relating to the other members of, right. of the cast and other characters. And I think the biggest thing we've been like talking about is that like she literally had no self-awareness of like your issues are not the biggest issues. Like a lot of us are also dealing with other stuff. And so don't have a friend like Carrie Bradshaw. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's. A, I think that is. The or a girlfriend, more like Carrie story. Bradshaw. Dead yeah, ass. true. But in closing, I want to end this with like a fun little story that I have. Ooh. So basically, I actually started Sex in the City with my mom. I did not know no. how spicy it was gonna be. Spicy. Oh, yeah, no. the version they show on E News is not. No, no it's not. not. It's it just is cut, right? They yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, started, it's all cut out. But I started it in Canada, and I think when I was living there and they would show a lot more on TV than they do here in the States. And I remember starting it with my mom and one of the best things my mom ever said, cause I was like 18, 19. She was just like, this is the best thing that all girls should be watching. She's like, I wish I had my this. Aunt, my, my, aunt aunt my aunt says my the mom same thing. Like, I city. wish I had this in my yeah. 20s. My mom's just like, that's where she was like, we were talking about it. And she was just like, 
oh my god, they talk about masturbation. She's like, that used to be taboo back in my generation. Yeah. I think she's it's like, like I she's like, I yes. love that you're watching this show that's teaching you so much about yes. your sexuality, about how much of a hard worker you should be. Yes. So I think Sex in the City, yes, Carrie is problematic. I wish they talked more about the other characters' storylines even more. But overall, what are we gonna say? Do we love the show, hate the show? Love the show. No. I'm indifferent. I haven't watched enough of it to have an opinion. I think we have given you all a great bit of information to now you can watch the show with a great lens and to know what you should be responding to and yes, what you should yes. not be doing. Honestly, yeah. watch, so watch. Welcome. if you've never watched the show, I invite all of our audience, if you've never watched the show, watch at least an episode, watch a movie, and then comment on any of our platforms yeah, I don't think you and should let watch the us movie, know let us know if you watch any of the movies watch the first one let yeah, us know really let us know how you feel let us know what you think get back to us i don't think the show it's actually funny that you say that because here we are or specifically Jeanette is, but all of us talking about all the problems that were with the show but it's funny for someone like your mom my aunt your aunt who is saying like oh my god the show is so progressive so it's 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 kind of interesting. My mom thinks yeah. that show, and my mom, Sister Sonia, doesn't share an opinion on a lot of things, and she definitely has mentioned that that show was iconic yeah. so it, for it's, her time and it's what interesting. she's in. Her I never said it wasn't groundbreaking. I think it was a very groundbreaking show. But right. I just, you know, I like to stir the pot. I've said this before. <laughs> well, I purposely brought up things because I know we're all fans and we have family members who are fans. I myself am a fan. I, I'm not as diehard, but I've watched the show. I've watched the movies here and there. I think it's a great show. I think it's groundbreaking, but I do like to highlight issues. But as toxic as Sex in the City, it's not even Sex in the City. It's really Carrie just Bradshaw. Carrie. As toxic and as problematic as people believe Sex in the City to be, I mean, it's just an iconic show. Right? 100%. You can't, for our parents' generation, or it just really set the motion, I think, for how we are as women today. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, sure. I don't think we would be having the characters that we have in that we see in today's television and movies and whatnot right if we didn't have like a sex in the city that like normalized and those and things. toxic or not a lot of these women did give women role models to exactly that's what i'm saying so, i think the show pioneered yeah for a lot of other shows to come and like show women what you can aspire to be you don't have to aspire to be toxic but like <laughs> having shows. careers, having goals, being sexually, you want to take the best character, exactly, and whatnot. So with that, I'm gonna wrap this episode up and let's do a cheers. I am gonna cheers to the fact that we are we are in December and my lights are up, my Christmas tree is decorated, I'm baking cookies. I'm so excited. I love this time of the year. So I'm choosing to that. I hope it's really like I hope 2020 is gonna go out on a sweet note because the rest of it was fucking sour. Um, <laughs> but hopefully my sugar cookies will help me sweeten it up. Um, I'm also going to cheers to the Christmas season. I know I said fall was my favorite season, but I also do really like Christmas. So I'm going to cheers to that, but I'm also going to cheers to watching Sex in the City because I haven't watched it yet. Ooh, but after, yes. after this episode, I'm going to watch it. So that stuff. way, I'll give you my HBO that's okay. Um, I'm going to cheers to watching it so that way I can understand all the references that were put into this episode. So yeah, here's to not being a carry, but to being all the other great qualities of everyone else. I'm going to cheers to the show because as much as I talk shit about it, I'm very happy that it was a female cast and that we have female role models to look up to in cinematography. Thank you. <laughs> You're my bitch today. <laughs>
Beautifully done. Thank you. Amazing. Great. Um, I <laughs> am going to cheers. Also, cheers to the show. Um, I, despite what others may think, I think Sex in the City was very groundbreaking for what the new millennium. And I think that if it weren't for a show like Sex in the City, there wouldn't be a girls, there wouldn't be, I don't know, another female, all female led show. So there wouldn't be shows like Grownish or like just with a very outspoken female lead, despite if she is Euphoria. Yeah, there wouldn't be a euphoria. Like if there wasn't, if there wasn't Sex in the City, there wouldn't a hundred percent not be a euphoria. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, cheers to Sex in the City, and I hope my future kids watch it, even though that there's a lot of sex. Ching ching. (laughs) I'm gonna cheers to young girls, teenage girls, older girls, girls just figuring it out in general and having good role models on. TV in real life and just people that they can look up to and relate to and just anything that they use in their day to day to figure out life and to navigate through it. And hopefully they have a good group of girlfriends that they can reach out to about anything. So that's why I'm cheersing to. And I'm going to go ahead and cheers to my girlfriends sitting around me right now because Sex and the City just shows you that Yes, Carrie Bradshaw was toxic as hell, but she had three really good friends in her life, and I'm very blessed to have these five fabulous women in my life. So with that, thank you guys so much for listening to Gossipin this week, the podcast where we gossip while we sit. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.